This episode is brought to you by the following patrons. Wes, Dreskel, Kaylee, Aaron, Danielle, Damasaurus, the number Jeff, Awesome Possum Blossom, Amy, Tia, Matthew, William, Brandon, Dave, Jonathan, Mandy, Scott, Kate, Isaac, Karoon, Eddie, and Nick B. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, please do so in the Facebook group and or Discord servers where we hang out and chat daily. See, he is busy. He's not started recording. No, I've I've been recording for two minutes. Oh, what an idiot! <laughs> Matt, mad at me for not recording, and then oh, what an idiot! <laughs> uh, yeah, you're in an abusive relationship with me, so get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not. <laughs> Did you guys realize that they actually made GI Joe movies? Like current ones with Channing Tatum? It was yes. in theaters. Yeah. I rented the Snake Eyes movie like last week. Oh my God. I laughed out loud in the theater when like they were having like this dramatic ice battle or whatever. There's like this base under The water. ice is sinking yeah, into the, the water. Ice and I was is like, sinking into the water. I was like, has no one seen a glass of water? <laughs> ice floats, you dumbasses. I was like, this is the most cartoon accurate movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, you guys made me watch Halloween Kills. So I'm assuming since this just came out, it was everybody's first time watching it, right? That you would assume correctly. I deduce correctly. So what did you guys think first time watching it? I would like to start. Sure. I'm going to say... A lot of very strong opinions out there on the internet there before are. I got to yeah. watch it. Yeah. So it was one of those things where like, I like Halloween the franchise, yeah, same. but I don't like, I don't get really upset online about it, if that makes sense. So I am in a really great position where it is really funny that a lot of people are either getting really upset yeah, or I attacking agree. the people who are really upset. Yeah, people who are like so protective of the Halloween franchise that they can't stomach a bad movie, that to me is silly. <laughs> hey, I, my my Star Wars senses are tingling and some people have emotional attachments to movies that make them react that way. Is it right? No. Was Last Jedi terrible? Yes. yes. <laughs> I am not going to say anything about the new Star Wars trilogy, and we don't have that podcast, but I was upset about that. We don't that. have that kind of time, and Mikey is not my therapist, and we can't talk about it. <laughs> we can't talk about how I got onto another podcast the other day, and they were like, I'm watching Star Wars for the first time. I started with episode one, and I nearly had a fucking head vein. Oh, my God. burst. Yeah. Or the fact that the last one, The Rise of Skywalker, is three movies chopped together and like a turbo... like. One, I don't even want to talk. We can't talk about it. But I will say, here's what I like about Halloween Kills. Okay. okay. There, there is a theme going on this year where people are taking very modern takes on very 80s feeling horror films. Yeah. Yes. And I love it. I mean, because what else did we get? We got Candyman. We got Halloween Kills. No, no, no. Candyman's more of a modern film. I'm talking about like, these are straight up plots from the 80s that they've tried to take seriously. And then oh. I'm like- you mean the plot. I thought you meant like revamping movies from that time period. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just like, I'm like, this is a big budget 80s film. Well, no, this movie absolutely <laughs> tried to do what Candyman does successfully. Yes. And this movie does not achieve it. Right. And that is one of my biggest problems is that it takes a very strong swing in one direction, but it had already written itself into a corner with other things. And so it wants to have it both ways and it can't. Well, and then I thought the first film 
it was pretty firmly established that Michael was human. Michael could be killed. Every other film has established he is human. <laughs> no, no, no. Other films in the franchise have established he's like an inhuman. But those are disregarded because this is a direct sequel to 2018, which is a direct sequel to the first one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then it just like 180s it back to he's like an inhuman killing machine, which I love inhuman killing machines <laughs> in my movies. <laughs> Mikey is on record. But they like chopped off all his fingers in the last movie and stuff. Like, does he get to regrow them now? No, he still has the bandage where they're like chopped off. Yeah. You see that when he's reaching for the machete a few times. But now that he's gone all the way movie monster, I want them to go all the way with it. Like, I, I, I will say, since it is a trilogy, I'm very interested in the third movie now because I was not yeah. expecting this as the second movie. Yeah, I, I do want to see what happens Sure, but I I was very, very frustrated with this movie where it really wanted to do the same thing Candyman did where fear is the real monster and where, you know, is Michael real or did we create him? Like that kind of idea of like, who is the real monster? Us, society. Except in this one, he's definitely real and killing them. But yeah. that's the thing. They, they then do the flip side of like, no, he is fully real. He's an inhuman monster. As Laurie Strode is like, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself but it's like but also this inhuman <laughs> killing machine and so that's what really I was like no this movie makes no sense yeah it feels very disjointed to me like I feel like the writing is completely incongruous to what's actually happening on screen sometimes I mean because yes, they're talking about how like the only thing we have to fear is fear itself that famous JFK quote but like also Michael is like running around town killing people. Yeah, he's a very real thing to fear. Yeah. And it focuses on that. Yeah. I love the kills. I thought it was like super gory. And I was Oof, like, yeah. this is what I want from like a slasher film. But I was like, the human characters are all like doing their like trying to do elevated horror thing. But they're also focusing in on really cool kills, which it doesn't go together like stylistically, but also like not since Backdraft has this many firefighters died on film. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that that scene was like, uh, well, well, I'll wait. I'll wait till we get there. But I, oh yeah, that scene, Jake and I were cackling in our living room with joy. But like, I have nothing against the fire department, but those were some pretty solid kills. Like, I love the kills. I love like, I love how it, like ramped it up and like you know, the town's trying to kill him and all this and like he kills the town but I, I loved all of that it's just I feel like the human characters they kind of just had a misstep with it like I think it was just bad writing honestly it, like yeah they don't quite know what they were trying to say yeah with what they were showing in the story right and then saying in the dialogue like they need to pick one lane and stay in it I'm fine if they do like the elevated like Candyman level yeah. style horror that's great I, you know that's fine or they just go pure slasher but this weird middle ground just did not work for it yeah I feel like 2018 was more like an elevated horror it was also like grounded in reality like about PTSD yes. and like you know like it was very grounded in reality it is grounded in reality and it does explore PTSD and their family themes but it is also still a straightforward slasher. So like yeah. it successfully does what this movie wanted to do yes. in, in a way. And this movie just does not. I don't really see the point of it in the trilogy until I see the third one. Like, yeah, you could you could jump to the third one and not need this one. Probably unless you're establishing he is like a monster for some reason, which would be great. Yeah. But then what do you <laughs> even do? Like they, they've overpowered him to the point. It's like me playing video games where I'm just like. I have the invincible armor and all the swords come at me hose. Like, yeah, it's just... It doesn't matter. What? Where do you even go from here? Unless they, like, pull a fast one in the third one and it's, like, Freddy versus Michael. 
<laughs> like uh, like or like a Jason versus Michael. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, okay. The only thing you can do with a bad guy with a knife is another bad guy with a knife. Well, you can't shoot him. So my biggest complaint with this is that the first one felt like it was grounded in reality somewhat, yeah. and then this one felt very fantastical. Like the fact that yeah. he gets shot a bunch, gets stabbed a bunch, like they push a pitchfork through his spine and then he walks up and like stabs other people like that is completely opposite of what the first one was setting up so i was super disappointed with that are you saying they shouldn't have put a fork in him because he wasn't done (laughs) (laughs) yeah mikey i am the only reason i was disappointed with that aspect of it was because that is opposite of what the first movie was had they just led with he's this inhuman killing machine that can't be stopped Cool. I'm on board for that too. But right. they're doing the opposite of what the first movie set up. Oh, not the first movie, sorry. Halloween 2018 set up. But that realistically, they did think he was human the first one. They did trap him. Their whole plan succeeded. And then, like, he threw a wrench in it. He's an inhuman, unstoppable killing yeah, machine. I mean, you're crawled, right. crawled out of your burning house. So, I mean, I like that part. Like, oh, okay. It's different. Uh, I will say, since not since the original Halloween 2 has Jamie Lee Curtis been top billed for such a small amount of screen time. Well, yeah, because true. she's in the hospital the whole time. <laughs> again right that's right. Hospital, yeah. <laughs> uh, i will i will say here's my frustration I, I mean i have many i will list them thusly uh number one the 2018 version does establish that he's human and they trap him and you think that they've killed him there is a lot of room in the mythology for that not to have been the real michael for him to have escaped, for something else to have gone on. There are other ways that they could have approached this without him being an inhuman killing machine. And I think that the fact that they didn't explore any of those avenues is very frustrating. Secondly, because they chose to start this movie seconds after the last one ended. Literally, yeah. If you didn't, yeah, if you did not immediately rewatch the 2018 one, you spend half the movie trying to remember who was who. That was me. That was me. Yeah. Because it's three years old and I had to like pause it, go back and look stuff up to remember who people were. But then on top of that, by setting it seconds after the previous movie, they've removed most of our main characters because they are injured or for some reason out of commission. And instead, given us new main characters based tenuously on characters from the first movie, which if you hadn't watched the 1978 one, you don't remember who those kids are necessarily off the top of your head if you hadn't watched it recently. Yeah, I didn't realize Anthony Michael Hall was in the original. He was not. I know. (laughs) And so now you're asking me to make an emotional investment in people I barely know, but with the weight of the people I've spent multiple movies with. And so there's that too, where it treats their deaths as important as like a Laurie Strode or something. And I'm like, I don't know who these people are. I don't care. I don't know why I'm following them for 90% of this movie. And then this movie taps into a very real fear of mine. Mob justice is a very personal fear. I hate it. Um, But then it even does that badly because it's so obviously not Michael. And then they really spend a lot of time on that guy running through the hospital when we know it's not Michael and we don't know where Michael is. And so there's a whole lot of like sidetracking through this movie with people that we don't care about and aren't really furthering the story at all purely because they wrote themselves into a corner. And then on top of that, we think we kill Michael and then find out that he's inhuman, which means this entire movie has been 
useless. However, evil dies tonight is the coolest catchphrase ever. <laughs> like, I get why it catches on. But yeah, there was not much for me to like about this movie, unfortunately. And I really liked the 2018 one, but this one, not so much. Yeah, I mean, I've, I was scared by the 2018 one. So like, I'm not the person to go to for if I like this movie, you will like it too. Like, if I hate the movie, you'll probably love it. And I was sort of scared by this one, but it's mainly like body horror stuff. There weren't really many jump scares. The stuff that I really thought was cool about the very, very first Halloween, the 1978 version or whatever, was... Subtlety. There's no blood in it. Well, yeah, but there's some of the coolest shots, like him sitting up, super scary, super ominous, his mask coming visible behind her, right? Right. You guys know what shot Mm -hmm. I'm talking about? Where they literally like probably turned a a light on a fader and like slowly faded the light up. It just shows his face slowly. Like that shit was awesome. And there's nothing like that in this movie. This movie is all about mob justice, either working and or not working. It just feels like they were like trying to make a point with this movie. And then like three fourths of the way through, they were like, I forgot what the point is, but we have to turn in this draft. Yeah. I don't think they were making a point except that he's inhuman. And I think they were. No, they're clearly I think they were trying, trying to, to make a point. Yeah. They don't successfully do it. The point is, here's a huge body count. Because he, I mean, he pretty much slaughters like 50 people by the end of this movie. Absolutely. And Mikey, that's sort of what I'm saying. Like, had this been just like a true slasher, it would have probably scared me a little bit more. And it wouldn't have bothered me that the plot was very incongruous. But like the fact that they tried to do something and then felt like they abandoned it halfway through. Yeah. Like annoys me from a story standpoint. But I mean, ultimately, like this movie did scare me. It had some pretty cool like kills that I did not like but like when that guy gets stabbed through the eye oh Jesus I was was squirming it was so bad I liked it I mean I think you're right I think it's kind of mixed up I think it was felt like a Marvel movie where they're like this is where we have to end up and then like someone tried to get something to get there I think they just established he's an inhuman monster I thought the cool the the kills were cool I wasn't scared at all but I just was like oh this is like an this is like an 80s over the top slasher and I love that like the town was trying to kill him and then they all got killed and I was like that's what you guys get you guys trampled your sheriff's hat and then he's like real sad yeah and then he you get all you all get murdered sure i mean i was fine with them all getting killed except that they had set them up as this huge emotional plot point of like we're trying to say something and then they just abandoned it yep it felt almost like a friday the 13th movie for some reason well but that's the thing because at a certain point they're not even killing that many people in this movie you go 30 minutes in this movie without a kill oh no but when he does start killing he goes good i, li- I liked all the kills everybody hates the ending i like the ending I hate the ending, too. I think the ending is one of the worst parts of the movie. But, like, there's 30 minutes in this movie where no one does anything of importance and no one gets killed. Why is that there? Why is it even in the movie? Like, I get wanting to watch it, watch the kills. I get that. But that's, I mean, 30 minutes of nothing in this movie. Do you mean, like, when they're, like, going around trying to kill the Jason that's in the hospital? Not Jason. Sorry, Michael. They're the same Michael. thing. But, like, yeah, <laughs> like... They're trying to kill the Michael in the hospital. But then on top of that, at the same time, there's this huge long conversation between Laurie and Hawkins, which is kind of interesting, but it feeds the narrative of that like emotional story point that they abandon. But then also the people on the outside who are hunting Michael on the outside are literally just driving around. And it's 30 minutes of like, why are we killing this time? There's too many human characters. Not at the end of this movie. Jason really weeds them. Sorry. Michael (laughs) really weeds them out towards the end. Yeah, that's true. They're going to have a very younger alderman board next election. I mean, like the, the, <laughs> yeah. boomer, the boomer age has now been weeded, weeded out completely. Honestly, it's about time. I, I think what they're trying to set up for the next movie is that it's the Strodes again. And it's grandma and granddaughter Strode who are going to have to take him out. 
But they killed Judy Greer. But yeah, but they killed Judy Greer and... That's her fault. She shouldn't have gone back upstairs. There's no way he could have gotten upstairs without anybody seeing and it drives me fucking nuts that he does. I really hated this ending because it's so terribly written. It's so fucking cheap. It is a cheap 80s post scare thing that like makes no sense. I am here for a resurgence of 80s horror. I am too, but not in a movie where you A, have set up everything that's not that in a good way and then abandon it completely. This had every potential to be 80s, but also great. And it is neither really. And then they try to build sympathy on Michael. Like he's got the mind of a six year old. And I was like, does he? I mean, he seems pretty smart about how he kills people yeah i've never met a, a child that was that good at murdering people you got to be somewhat competent in it to get to be so good at it oh yeah i agree you have to be smart to be able to get away right yeah here's the other thing and i don't know if this is just a physicality thing with whoever's playing michael right now but they have him keep his back so straight because in the original he's very straight with a very calm gait but that means sometimes he kills people and then quickly walks away and it's the funniest fucking thing i've ever seen because he's just like straight shoulder like shuffling away well his whole thing in the institute was just good posture yeah he was walking around with books in his head the entire time page (laughs) yeah we should just get into the movie though so we can talk about it scene by scene so we open on the granddaughter's ex-boyfriend because he cheated on her in the last movie right his name is connor also yes I did not rewatch the 2018 one, which I 20 minutes in the movie, I was like, I should have done it because yeah, me too. They're pulling on like details of that yeah. movie. Yes, I'm like, which, which is bad writing because you cannot guarantee that there's that much time. But like, had I known that this was going to be like this trilogy, these three movies, 2018, this one, and and Halloween End, were going to be like a season of 24. I would have watched them all together, if that makes sense. I will watch the first two and the third one. We're going to have to because it is very like if Jack Bauer doesn't show up. I'm going to be very upset in the third one. I would see Jack Bauer and Michael go at it. He's the only one that can kill him. <laughs> <laughs> what would you think about like a John Wick versus Freddy versus Jason? Oh, <laughs> count me in. I'm game. They come into the Continental or whatever. so okay so but for this so if memory serves and i went back to kind of look some of this up because i was like why is he in this her boyfriend connor ends up like kissing another girl at the dance in the last one okay and the reason he's in a dress or a skirt is because their costume was like gender swapped bonnie and clyde yes so that's why she's in like suspenders and stuff so she's still in the costume i love in this alternate universe nighttime is like 17 hours long how long is this night? That's why yeah. I, I was saying it's like an episode of 24. Like this movie and the movie before it take place the same night. I bet Halloween ends takes place on the same night as well. I, there's got to be a time jump. I hope. I guarantee you there's not. There's no way they're going to do two back to back and yeah. not pick this one up immediately after Judy Greer gets murdered. Yeah, it may end up being the next morning because Jamie Lee Curtis kind of alludes to that from the hospital. But Halloween 2 was on the same night. I know. I keep forgetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. These are as dumb as the originals. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Connor, her boyfriend, is trying to call his friend who tried to walk her home. 
and gets killed walking her home. Yeah. Because he tries to like make a pass at her. She runs and he gets killed. But that'll happen in the last movie, right? That'll happen in the last movie. Okay. Uh, but this is Connor finding his body where he's literally like impaled through the chin on that wrought iron fence. Right. Which is real fucked up. Yeah, that was brutal, man. And they show it again in this movie, too. Yeah, they show it again in this movie. And then through the fence, he sees Sheriff, I think it's Hawkins. Is yeah, it's Hawkins. Name? Sheriff Hawkins, unconscious, who I don't know how he is supposed to have survived. I totally forgot that that doctor was evil and setting Michael yes. up to kill until the flat. I was like, oh, yeah, that's how he got to Lori's house. Yeah, that's how he got to Lori's house was because the doctor was like obsessed with Dr. Loomis and yeah. goes crazy and tries to kill the granddaughter, ends up killing the sheriff or doesn't kill the sheriff because he survives. But like, that's how all of this happened. But again, if you had not like immediately watched the 2018 one, you have to do a lot of like pause. What the fuck is happening? Like, yeah, I was kind of bummed that I didn't see this in theaters. Now I'm kind of glad I didn't because I would have been super lost. Yeah, because you can't really like bring out your phone and like look shit up in the theater without. Yeah. Which is odd because if they introduce a character from the first movie, they go into like a 20 minute flashback about this like vague character you didn't want a backstory about. They have gone Star Wars levels of weird backstories for all the characters at this point. Yeah, that's true. That's Porkins. You know, he's he he, he, he that's Red Four. He grew up on planet blah, blah, blah. And he has a whole backstory until he dies at the Battle of the Death Star. Like, we don't need a full backstory for every character that appears on film. Uh, controversial opinion. I stand Porkins. No, I mean, I love Porkins. But I can't think of another character of the top. But every character in Star Wars has its... Yeah. Porkins. <laughs> He's a very inclusive character. And like, you know, my hero. You felt seen when you saw his body type? Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, I could fly an X-Wing. Yeah. 100%. Because in space, you're weightless. <laughs> yeah. Even though what they don't tell you is that it was a, a double X wing. <laughs> That's a sizing joke. Holy shit. <laughs> but I mean, like, Star Wars has like a an action figure and a backstory for every character that walks by the, the camera on the screen. We don't need that for our horror movies. Right. And like they're like, Do you remember the kids he yelled at in the first film? I'm like, No, no, no. I don't I don't remember that at all. Well, they are now named characters in this movie and they ask you to invest in them emotionally. And then they get murdered. Every one yeah. of them gets murdered. Also, what percentage of this town doesn't move away after high school? Like, it's a very high percentage. That's actually yeah. pretty common. I mean, that's back home. There, there's like a, a large contingent of people who did not move away. And also, I grew up in Nashville and live in Nashville. Yeah. Like, But let's see. Let's say like 14 of your friends were murdered like 30 years ago, like down the street from you. Would yeah, you be more apt to move? <laughs> yeah, no, probably. I would be in a bar getting drunk that night to reminisce about them, and then I'd get and murdered. lecturing to all the people there. Like, no. let's <laughs> talk about my dead friends. I, I'd be the one buying their house at bargain basement prices with my gay lover and turning it into a maximalist design fantasy where I can have honey and charcuterie parties and hate the neighborhood children. You'd be long page and short page. I'd be long page John and short page all day long. And I'd be like, isn't this Hunter Green the best? No, it's not. That is such a weird color. No, that house looked amazing. I was going to bring that up immediately. That house is gorgeous. You wish you were little John. That's such a dark color, though. I, but it looks so 
expensive. It looks so good. It's just as expensive as other paint. The thing I love most <laughs> about this movie is that they were both named John and they're clearly in a relationship. Yes. And that they referred to each other as Big and Little John. I thought that was Honestly, the best. I loved it love so it. much. As far as like gay representation go, I thought they did like a great job with that. Like I have like a healthy relationship. I felt sadder about Big John's death than Same. I did for any other character in this film. <laughs> they yep. are my favorite characters in the film and I was like, Wow, what a great inclusive like inclusion! And I was and then like, they I was, just killed them. It's so wild to me that Mike is like, um, isn't it great that Jason shit that Michael killed these <laughs> this gay couple? That's so inclusive <laughs> that he was able to kill this gay couple with a fabulous house that was adding value back to the neighborhood while preserving the original architecture. Oh, so it's okay if they gentrify. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they want to turn a murder house into a Domino magazine design fantasy, I am here for it. I will say that they should have just left the house when they knew an adult had broken into the house. I was yes, like, the true. door was same, there. Same. Absolutely. Also, don't buy a house where people got murdered. I mean, that's going to be hard to do. But like, but if still. you do, if you do, like, I'm not going to judge you. Housing prices are hard right now. Exactly. <laughs> if you do, be aware. Like, if someone breaks in, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Especially when you're only armed with both a charcuterie knife and an eight inch Wustoff classic chef's knife. Oh, my God, Paige, I knew you'd know. <laughs> There's one knife in this movie that's super expensive that I was like, they just threw that on the ground. <laughs> like, whatever. Oh <laughs> Paige, you could never be Jason. Michael, fuck. Mm -mm. Both of them are Jason in my mind. I could be Jason. I own a machete. <laughs> Honestly, everyone needs to go out today if you don't already have them and buy a machete. And bolt cutters. You'll need them soon. Yeah, the purge. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he runs over to the sheriff who is unconscious and stops the neck bleeding and he is alive. And so he calls for help. But as he's like passing out again, he's like, he needs to die and I'm going to get him. And we cut back to Haddonfield in 1978, the yep. night of the first film. We get this backstory about Hawkins. Was there backstory about him and Lori hooking up in the first one? I no. don't think so, no. That, that was added in this too. I like, he was like, hey, you remember that time we like, you know. Remember that time you were out of your mind on drugs and P PTSD and like. <laughs> yeah, that'd be me. That'd be me. Like a, I wake up in a hospital and be like, oh, hey, it's that girl. Remember like 20 years ago when we like, you know. It'd be a shame to waste this semi-private room. They're going to charge us $2,000. We might as well enjoy it. <laughs> Which, I mean, I've been in the hospital a handful of times, but I always had my own room. Oh, it, it depends. Yeah. Luck of the draw. Okay. Because I, I was like, I don't know if they have co-ed rooms like that. They do. They do in a mass casualty event. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> there are dead people in the hallway and she's like, they don't have their own room? <laughs> no, 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 not, not that they don't have their own room, but I'm just like, I don't think I've ever been either to see someone in the hospital or in a hospital situation where the other person in the room was not of the same gender. I, I've never experienced that. But you're right. A mass casualty event, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. Yeah. You get what you get. Anyway, in the flashback, we see that Officer Hawkins has a shot. He can take a shot at Michael and misses a couple times. Uh, he groups up with another couple of officers and they split up. And they do reference that Loomis said he shot him multiple times. Six. But it seemed to have no effect. Six yes. times. Six times. Yeah, but they don't say six times. And every time they talk about how many times Loomis says it and they don't physically say six times, 
It makes me mad. I think they were being sarcastic. They were like, Dr. Loomis said that he shot him some amount of times, but he only mentioned it once, so I'm not sure the amount of times Dr. Loomis shot well, him. Well, they <laughs> reference it with Marion later in the movie where she has fired off six shots with that revolver and therefore can't shoot him. Right. And says, this is for Dr. Loomis, and then the gun just clicks. It, like, doesn't fire. But anyway. Dr. Loomis was right. He should have murdered his patient. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is a rough take. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But this is also where we get some backstory from the other officer with Hawkins who knew Michael and used to play with him as a child that he used to just stare out of his sister's window. Yeah. His mom made him go to a kid's house that murdered his sister. This was before, no, before I he murdered his sister. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was like after or something. I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, he goes to the Institute after he murders his okay, sister. Okay. 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 Because I was like, what kind of sick psychopathic mom is like hey this person killed a sister go to their house and hang out with them <laughs> well no but then also this movie sets up this whole thing about the looking out that window that it's so important and we touch back on it multiple times oh i have no idea why yeah at the end they're just like maybe it was his reflection i'm like that's the fucking stupidest thing i've ever heard in my entire life well i don't know man i i, I have always thought that michael was like looking at himself and like trying to figure out himself and he's always like you know i'm starting when it comes to these murders with the man, with the in, man the in the mirror i'm asking him to stab his way through haddonfield yeah 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 here's my frustration this movie wants him to wear one white studded glove no uh, <laughs> what you guys didn't realize they had to edit it out but the guy who was playing him every time he stabbed somebody he would go <laughs> they want him to be a six-year-old in a man's body with the mind of a of an animal but then also be like pensive calm collecting like they want him to be the smartest person in the room but also air quotes the mind of an animal yeah so like that disconnect is tough for me too also describing someone with mental illness as the mind of an animal is real upsetting what right, you're describing Paige? is my uh, dating profile which is uh how dare you don't besmirch my writing that yeah way. Paige wrote your dating profile i rewrote it based off of this is that like silly mind of a six-year-old but also like if i saw mind of a six-year-old in somebody's tinder profile i'd be like i don't think it's legal oh you mean like 50 first dates your favorite rom-com page? <laughs> Mikey will forever be single, lady. <laughs> Very aware. Yeah. I'm going to die alone like Judy Greer and Michael Myers. She wasn't alone. Her. Michael Myers was there. <laughs> People who are murdered technically never die alone. Michael sorry. I'm so sorry. That's terrible. That's such a terrible thing to say. Wow. Oh, shit. It's a loophole. Oh, no. I just got to get murdered. You know what, Mikey? I'm happy to help. You know, your your grandkids holding your hand on your deathbed may not happen. But if you get murdered, that person will be there. <laughs> I mean, unless they've like poisoned you or shot you from a large distance. But yeah, sure. But like stabbed. If you're stabbed to death, that's like a close range kind of a killing, right? Which also, by the way, I watched a video on what to do if you're stabbed because I have weird hobbies and you're supposed to leave <laughs> the knife in. Yes, you are. Because believe it or not, it stops blood flow. 
<laughs> yeah, the the amount of times people pull knives out of people and I'm like, oh, you weren't sure they were dead yet. No, when we got trained to ride along with the police, they were like, this is what you do in a stabbing. And they're like, so if they stab you once, just don't let them stab you. Like, it was like, you, you, you're you like, you want to get stabbed as least amount as possible. Obviously. Yeah. Like, don't give up. If they stab you once, just be like, okay, I got stabbed once, but I'm not going to stab you. But if you get stabbed twice, just be like, I'm not going to stab a third time. Just don't give up. Yeah. I was very like, oh, this sounds not great. So at the end of this movie, Michael was like, oh, I've been stabbed 85 times. I better not get stabbed 86 <laughs> times. <laughs> right, right, right. You guys did not see. He kept picking up the health packs on the map. Oh, shit. They should have shown that on screen because that would have made more sense. Oh, he picked up a first aid kit. That's how he survived. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I do love that Haddonfield is like a, like those Battle Royale games and Michael yes! just like parachuted in, but no one else in Haddonfield knows they're playing this game with him. Yeah. I feel like the ta- some of the townspeople did. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. They did group up in fours and steal a car. Anthony Michael Hall is definitely leading his party in that Battle Royale game. Yeah. I kind of do want a straight up Michael Myers game that is like the Friday the 13th game. I know he's on Dead by Daylight, but like this did kind of present like what if Haddonfield's the whole map and it's kind of like you're Michael and everybody's running around it'd be cool yeah it'd be cool but back to the movie so we're still in the flashback they they're chasing after michael we also cut over to kids teasing lonnie elam yeah yeah these these kids were like mean like old-timey mean you know like the kind of mean that when you grow up you're gonna be best friends and hang out together right yeah no strange (laughs) anyway they, they bully him he runs away a police car drives by and is like hey you should all get home because there's a dude killing people around here and you just murdered three teens down the street it was like a block away he really half-assed that and making sure the kids got home job i okay but honestly that's the best prank ever like if i had access to a cop car on halloween i would definitely drive around town yelling at people like get in your houses so there's a murderer loose todd todd i'll do you one better you don't even need the cop car you just need to hack the citizen app oh shit okay yeah or the neighbors app or whatever neighbors app or or whatever and because that's what happens later in this movie i mean somebody doesn't hack it but like that is the cop car of modern day yeah no you're right later yeah. in this movie yeah, yeah yeah so lonnie tries to get home he runs he trips and falls Michael advances on him and then he turns to like apologize for bullying people and beg for his life and Michael's gone yeah but the cops are there and we find out that they're literally right in front of the Myers house and so Officer Hawkins and his partner his partner basically is like this is the house here's what happened they kind of rehash the story and they walk in and there's a dead dog in there well that's from the first movie too yeah they approach the basement door they kind of walk through it's a closet there's nothing there they hear footsteps upstairs and instead of waiting for backup they just go upstairs yeah but so do Big John and Little John like everyone does that in this movie so does the ex-boyfriend or I think I'm not sure if they've actually broken up but like the boyfriend of Laurie Strode's granddaughter does the same thing like everyone in this movie goes up stairs and they hear footsteps and that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's super dumb. Uh, So they go and look out the window and see footprints and he says Haddonfield where nothing exciting ever happens because they think he's just looking out at Haddonfield but as he's doing that Michael just runs out from the corner and strangles him. That startled me because I've never seen him run I don't think. Me neither. So like you see him running you're like oh shit he literally pops out of nowhere. It was really cool. Yeah. I really although it scared me I was like you know what he would run thank you for showing that like (laughs) yeah for sure for sure finally we get to see it we we finally it took 40 years we finally get to see him 
And it's not even like really a run. He just takes like three quick steps. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you for the representation. Finally, <laughs> cardio. I'm just glad we're a comedy podcast. Because I, I could just tell you there's probably like half a dozen like very serious podcasts like breaking down Michael Sprinting being shown on film and like the pros and cons of it. And like, I'm just not in, I'm not in a good headspace for any of that. Anyway, so he runs and runs like a normal person, which is kind of funny because two seconds later, he'll run like a weird person, which is pretty. I wonder if those were reshoots or something like I if don't that's know. a different person in the Michael suit. I'm not sure. But so he's strangling Hawkins's partner, McCabe. Yeah. And Hawkins shoots, but ends up shooting McCabe right in the neck. I mean, I would. That's what I would do. Like if, if Jason, if Michael was holding uh, Mikey. <laughs> I would definitely try and shoot, but I would definitely kill Mikey. Yeah, on accident. And that's exactly what happens. What's really funny, because then Michael drops McCain. 100%. And if you watch it, he he goes to run away quickly, but he tries to do it Michael style, where he doesn't move his back at all, where he's just like straight. And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen, because he's just like, like weeble wobbling away and then somehow gets out of the room faster. Have you ever seen a penguin run? Because it looks like that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. He full on penguins out of that room. Yeah. Fuck. So good. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Halloween Kills yet, go and look for this in this scene of like, as soon as McCabe drops, he just penguins out. So McCabe dies. From acute being shot in the neck. <laughs> yeah, acute being shot in the neck. So you would not take that shot. Like, he's got both hands on the neck. McCabe's dead either way. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, he's getting strangled to death or shot. No, no, no. Tactical perspective, this is really easy. Look, he's got both hands around his neck on the, the rope. Just walk up three steps, put the gun to his head, and pull the trigger. Yeah. I mean, that does change the game, right? Like, that's a better move than just shooting your partner in the neck. Yeah, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, I'm sure Michael will respond in some way to you walking closer but either way he's probably going to have to let go of one side of the rope right he's going to have to adjust the guy right yes. I mean, like, yeah, 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 yeah. my first thought would not be to like I think I'm just going to try to shoot around my partner like I've been practicing <laughs> I'm gonna a go lot for it. I'm going to yeah. shoot yeah. for the Michael behind my partner's neck not like I'm going to try to shoot under my partner's arm to shoot him in the chest or whatever he's like I'm going to shoot in the neck area because you know yeah. I probably won't miss I mean, that was closer to Michael's head than I was thinking he was going to get. I mean, I would just shoot Michael's feet because he's got his feet lifted up off the ground. If you shoot this dude in the feet, he's going to drop the guy, right? Then he would just shoot the other guy in the feet, which also would be hilarious, <laughs> but also bad. I, you could just take a couple of steps forward and have like a better shot. I'm just, no, I agree. Mikey, you're absolutely right. None of it matters because apparently Michael is unkillable. That is true. Yeah. Like everyone would have died in that situation, but yeah. But not, not now because this is before the, this movie. This is a flash back <laughs> where you could still lose fingers at what point does like michael get struck by lightning or whatever and that makes him immortal i don't know but i i would have loved to have a tommy jarvis in this <laughs> yeah we need a tommy jarvis oh like replace tommy doyle with tommy jarvis and i'm here for oh it. my god they both have tommies this is the same yeah. movie as the jason movies no i like the jason franchise better they're completely different how could you even say they're yeah, the same they're People who wear masks who kill indiscriminately yeah. and are unkillable. And and the other one has camp counselors. <laughs> one's in the woods, okay? One's in the town. Was Doesn't Jason take New York at some point? Spoilers. He actually doesn't make it to New York in that movie. That's why that movie is universally hated. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he, he does make it onto a weird teen cruise ship. On the way to New York. Oh, wow. Okay. Good to know. Anyway, like I'm Paige. <laughs> you could never be me. And that's why I'll have to write your dating profiles forever. <laughs> I'm going to die alone. Unless I'm murdered. 
Like, it's like, it makes me feel better. Oh, you're hopeful. Ray of sunshine. Inner beauty is for losers. Yeah. <laughs> Hawkins gets down the stairs to Dr. Loomis, who's just like, did he kill again? And you're just like, man, this guy. But I mean, if you were Hawkins and you just shot your partner in the neck and then someone was giving you an out, you'd take that out. You'd be like, yeah, man. Yeah. He like shot him in the neck with my gun. Does, does it matter that Michael's never shot anyone ever? Yeah. Well, they explained it that the officer shot himself accidentally. Yeah, that was before they looked at like trajectory angles or whatever. Like, <laughs> oh, come on. There's like, okay. And they just switch guns <laughs> as if they don't have a record of who's assigned to what I gun. I felt bad. I know this is a this is a hot take. I felt bad for the two police officers left than Haddonfield because they just basically drove from scene to scene they're like all right there's 16 bodies here there was 30 firefighters in the other scene like look we're way we're way out of our league here (laughs) I felt a little bad for them because at the hospital they were like guys we're on it and they were like Fuck you, Sheriff! Like, like, oh my God! Like, the police! I I served my nickel! Yeah, it was hardcore. Like, I understand taking matters into your own hands and, like, but at least, like, let the police try and help, I guess. You know, like, I get (laughs) Anthony Michaels Hall, like, let's lead a mob to kill him. There was only, like, two police officers left. It was, like, the sheriff and two dudes. Like, the other ones were killed in the last movie. That's true. And I didn't expect Haddonfield to go full on A cab fuck 12, but they do. (laughs) They really did. Uh, so he comes down and sees Dr. Loomis. Dr. Loomis is like, did he kill again? And they have Michael cornered in front of the house. We cut to the title card for the movie and bleeding and burning pumpkin credits, which I love. I love the Halloween credits. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, too. Yeah, yeah. What would you think about these movies if Josh Hartnett was in them? Because in <laughs> Halloween H2O, it's, est- it's established that Michael comes back. We haven't done it yet. Maybe we can do it. He's, a- he's still a family killer. And Jamie Lee's kids are like, he- she has a daughter and Josh Hartnett. So I was always hoping in the back of my mind, newer Halloween movies would be old Josh Hartnett as the surviving Strode and his family. I'd watch that. Anyway, we cut back from the credits to Mick's bar. I do kind of think it's funny that it's an open Mick night instead of an open mic night. Yeah, that's pretty clever, yeah. But also booking an open mic on Halloween is terrible. That's the worst time for one. Well, it goes from karaoke open mic to like talent show. They're like, they're kind of in between. Well, it's just an open mic because it's any, anything goes. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's not a karaoke night, yeah. I would have left after the whole lecture about the 20 people who got murdered 40 years ago. Yes. Say, I'd have been checked. Please, I have to get the fuck to another bar. Sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> Fun fact, though, the exterior of this bar is somewhere, but the interior, I'm about 99% sure, is Trip Bar in Santa Monica that has a comedy show that I have done multiple times where I was like looking at the room and I was like, Jake, I was like, long tables, pool hall bar i was like i'm pretty sure that's it's this just redressed and he's like i don't remember <laughs> i was just like no i'm pretty sure i couldn't find out there's not a lot of fun facts yet because it's still new yeah uh but i am pretty sure that's where they filmed the interior of that bar cool anyway we meet for the first time the doctor and the nurse who i do not remember their names and the movie doesn't care because it's just going to kill them a few scenes later yeah and then behind them is a group of ratty rowdy boomers who we will be introduced to momentarily as the doctor goes up to get a drink at the bar he finds out from the bartender that the people sitting behind them are friends of Lori strode i don't know why they aren't inviting Lori to this shit but whatever uh they come every halloween and basically tell the story of the murder so this is when anthony michael hall as tommy doyle who was the kid that Lori was babysitting gets up and tells the story yeah and commemorates basically the survivor so it's him 
Lonnie, Lindsay, whose babysitter Annie died that night, who again, we barely remember unless you've recently watched the first movie. I, w- I did appreciate that in the Anthony Michael Hall speech, it shows those things. Yeah. That helped me place it in time. And I wish they had done more of that with the Halloween from 2018 because I still mm. had no idea what happened in that movie because it had been so long since we see- we watched it. Right. Well, and the one that I thought was really interesting was uh, one of them is Marion Chambers, who's the nurse, who I remember that one because I just recently watched the movies that made us on Halloween. Okay, yeah. And they talked about how they spray painted a wrench skin colored and taped it to somebody's hand so that they could hit the window and shatter it because they had oh, tried it a right. bunch of times. That's right. Yeah, work. yeah. So that's the shot that they show is the the wrench hand, and I was just like, oh, okay. And so that's who's sitting behind them at the table are all of those people. Yeah. And he gives this crazy speech where he's like, the boogeyman's coming for you, but it's not going to get us. And you're just like, what is this? Like, what is happening? Yeah. And then he says, this is for you, Lori, wherever you are. Then we cut to Lori. <laughs> Karen and her daughter Allison in the back of a truck, like in a truck bed. Lori's bleeding out. Yeah, that's from the end of the first, the 2018 one. Yeah, the end of the movie. They're driving away from their house burning as fire trucks are driving the opposite direction. I did love how Jamie Lee Curtis was like, no, let it burn. Let it burn, let it burn. (laughs) Well, I mean, but like Michael's down there. You want it to burn completely. You want to kill him, you know? I get that. Absolutely. So we cut to their house where the firefighters arrive. And as they're walking through the house, one of them collapses through the floor into the basement, which is where they had trapped Michael. Uh, He says that his air supply is compromised and he calls for backup. But as he does, Michael walks through basically the garage door next to him and kills him and then proceeds to just like pull firefighters down into the flaming basement until he gets up and then just kills all of them on the lawn. Uh, I, the scene where, where like, they hear firefighters screaming and they're like, wait, what was that? And like, there's like 10 firefighters outside and he walks outside with a firefighter axe and there's like flames all around him. I was like, oh, this is going to be like one of these over the top movies because he's about to kill all of these firefighters. Because he kills conservatively like nine people with that axe. And then there's one of the firefighters has a circular saw and he just angles it back into that guy's yeah. face. Jaws of life, man. And we just see it silhouetted and it's just like. And a lot of those shots you're seeing through someone else's goggles that he had already murdered. I was yeah. like, that's a cool shot. What I didn't understand is why the firefighters weren't just running away from the guy who was murdering them one by one. Yeah, uh, not sure. But at this point in the movie, I was still here for it. I was just like, yeah. I mean, at this point in the movie, I was actually on board for it too because it's not super scary yet. Like, you see him on screen. It's not like jump scares or anything like that. It really is just like murdering people. And I'm sort of on board right. for that, as crazy as that sounds in movies. But like, it wasn't super graphic because they were all wearing like super big, bulky, like firefighter stuff. It was a little graphic. Well, no, I mean, you see him hitting them in the face with like the spike stuff, but you don't like see it in their face because it's like through their goggles and stuff. It's not like later when the guy jumps off the building yeah. and he goes full midsummer. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. Like Ugh. it gets real graphic. Like this stuff early on was fine for me and i thought it was like very coolly shot i was like really set him up as like man this dude can fight the gore stuff was shot pretty well the fight stuff was shot pretty well the cinematographer whoever shot this whether it was the director the cinematographer made some weird choices like in the scene where tommy doyle and his friends are introduced and the doctor and his her husband the nurse when they're talking to the boomers like tommy doyle and the friends they don't actually show them and that was a weird choice to me 
Yeah. It doesn't show Tommy Doyle until he goes on stage and it doesn't show his friends until we get reverse shots. It was like they weren't there that day when they shot all that. I, I think they were, <clears> but I think it was what Mikey's hitting at. I think we're not supposed to know. And then we're supposed to have this like, oh, that's who it is. But the reality is like, you yeah, would never you. guess yeah. that. Yeah, oh, exactly. Like, no, exactly. Which is why it's so weird to me. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, there's the reporter from The Dark Knight. <laughs> anyway, we cut to the hospital where Lori is being treated. She's basically being sent to surgery immediately. Yeah, because she was stabbed in the stomach at the end of the last one. And her daughter, Karen, and Karen's daughter, Allison, are both there basically washing blood off their hands. And also, I had totally forgotten as Judy Greer is like washing the blood off her wedding ring that they killed her husband in the last movie. I forgot about that too. Yeah, but they talk about yeah. it. So I'm like, oh, I guess he did die. Cool. Okay. He died and it made me very sad. Meanwhile, Lori's in surgery, but she's going to be okay. Uh, she'll be sore from the knife wound and the surgery, but it didn't basically hurt any of her internal organs. Yeah. So she's fine. And so we get this moment with Karen and Allison in the stairwell where they're like finally able to grieve for their husband slash father for like two seconds. The only time they grieve this entire movie for this person who helped start a family and like I mean, has been married to forever. Yeah. It's the same night. Yeah. Obviously they weren't like super happy together. <laughs> no, I think it's just because they've been on the run this entire time. Yeah, I think so too. I think you're right, Paige. Yeah. And then they immediately go back on the run because they almost find out immediately that he's not really dead. Oh, you mean Michael's not really dead. I thought you had their father. I was just like, oh, Ooh. yeah, no. <laughs> uh, hot take page. They actually kill Michael at the end of this movie. The person who kills Judy Greer at the end of it is her husband. You left me for dead. <laughs> so meanwhile, we cut to a house with a hearse out in front of it. This is actually Lori's neighbors um, who we've never met before. We'll never meet again. But <laughs> did you mention the hearse? Yeah. Yeah, there's a hearse out front of it. I don't know why. Well, because they're dead, right? I mean, not yet. Oh, that's right. Maybe the funeral home was just like on board. They like knew Michael was in town. So they just like put hearses everywhere. They're like, y'all both have sleep apnea and you're sharing masks. We're just going to leave it here. Oh my God. <laughs> they, they say that in this scene. Anyway, my favorite is that I wasn't quite sure why... A seemingly like 50 something year old woman had a drone that she was just flying around her house. But then I was just like, go off, sis. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she's flying it very well. Really? Like doing well. flips with it and shit. I was yeah. like, yeah, she's doing great. I thought yeah. that would come back later. Nope. But it doesn't. You thought they'd use like a, a drone to find him like skulking through at, like so, the yeah, neighborhood? Something. Yeah. Nope. Never comes back. Which would be a good modern take on Halloween. It would be a good modern take. But no, they don't do it. No. But she flies the drone over to like their bathroom and somebody swats it out of the air essentially and they're like oh no there's somebody in the house yeah so her husband grabs a bottle and as he walks over to the bathroom there's like a blood print on the bathroom he turns the light on and literally michael immediately quickly smashes that light which is again michael moving fast for the first time ever yes do you guys think he knows what drones are no. So he's probably scared shitless in there when that thing came through <laughs> the door. He's more scared of you than you are of him. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't see is him swatting at it like Godzilla was swatting a biplane in that movie. Or <laughs> like a cat, just like... I do love that he throws it back. Well, yeah, he's scared shitless. I want to see that scene. <laughs> he's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what is this flying robot monster? That would have been funny. He's like flailing his arms back and forth and he stabs himself by mistake. Well, that wouldn't have mattered. Well, no, he, he would have been fine. But yeah, if you were immortal, Mikey, would you stab yourself? 
No. Oh yeah, just to see what it felt like. I don't think I would either. It would no. hurt, right? Okay, wait, like, imper- like, do you feel pain, or do you feel all the pain? In my mind, you still feel the pain. You're just immortal. Yeah, oh. I'm. I'm thinking this is like a Dorian Gray situation where you feel the yes. pain, but then like the scars appear on the painting, but not on you, right? Yeah. Right. Um, I would probably accidentally do it if I'm living a long time. There's, a, I would definitely accidentally stab myself at some point. I would accidentally do it too, but like I am so vain, I want my painting to stay pristine too. Ooh, you would display your Dorian Gray painting. I absolutely at some point would just be like, <laughs> "Let's see how this goes." <laughs> well, that wasn't fun at all. <laughs> just like, <laughs> curiosity killed my intestines, I guess. But in, you're immortal, so you're fine. Yeah, right. I would only do it like to like freak people out for a joke. Yeah. <laughs> just show up at somebody's house, just like, ah, just running a knife across your face. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, oh, this is a great charcuterie board. Can I see that knife? <laughs> see, oh, no, what you got to do is decapitate yourself and put your head in the bowl of candy out in the front so that when kids come get the candy, you're just like, ah, and they're just like, this is the best. Did you buy this at Home Depot? And you're just like, no. 100% I could see Mikey doing that and being like, ha ha, you little bastards. <laughs> yeah, but you have to put big candy bars in there so kids will approach it. They'll just be like, should I approach the head? It's a full Snickers. Oh, you got to do it for a full Snickers page. But how do you reattach your head? I think staple gun's probably the best option. I'm not going death becomes her on this. I want to go like Wolverine style. Like you're like, everything just like goes back. That's the better form of immortality. Yeah. That's probably what Michael Myers is. Michael Myers is probably just Wolverine. He's Logan (sighs) after the Weapon X project after he like escapes but doesn't regain his consciousness. But he doesn't have the adamantium claws yet. But Wolverine actually had claws. They just replaced them with adamantium claws. Yeah. I mean, I think I pick up what you're putting down, which is that Michael Myers improved with claws, no matter what. (laughs) Then he doesn't have to constantly try and find knives. So many kitchen knives in this movie. There's a laughable amount of kitchen knives in this movie. Oh my! In this next scene, I was laughing out loud and Jake was like, someone's dying. And I was like, yes, but. So he like smashes that guy's head in the bathroom door. Oh yeah, I felt so bad for his wife. Like, it was sad. Yeah, because then his wife runs to the kitchen, gets a kitchen knife. He grabs the fluorescent like bulb bulb yeah cracks it in half stabs her in the neck which is brutal so brutal mind of a six-year-old my ass yeah (laughs) exactly this is the mind of a six-year-old bella (laughs) (laughs) as she's dying he pulls her husband into the kitchen and then he like literally grabs every knife they have page (laughs) yeah because he was so scared of the drone people (laughs) my my thing is like all he needed was one knife to stab someone over and over again he doesn't he stabs one knife he looks at it for a second and then turns and gets another knife and stabs it and looks at till he has the whole knife block in that guy's back i've actually seen that knife block you can buy it on amazon for like 20 bucks yeah non-joking point here this does firmly establish this michael as like a serial killer-esque he likes tableaus with his bodies he likes to set things up make yeah. gruesome scenes yeah uh which has happened in past movies but like definitely serial killer stuff so he really wanted that guy to look like a dartboard with all the different knife- like he gets enjoyment out of it which also Less of a six-year-old. Uh, uh, another tally, and maybe he's not a six-year-old. Also, right. 
he's probably rock hard doing this because that's a common motivation for serial killers. Yeah. A little bit I of mean, psychosexual frenzy. But what he does in the playground later, I mean, like he does, he like stages all the bodies, which he's done in other yeah. Halloween films, but like that's very silly serial killer esque. Now yeah. I do say, I do think in this scene, he was scared of the drone and just wanted to be very, very revenge killing. <laughs> I'm just picturing him like Bigfoot encountering a drone. <laughs> just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we cut back to the talent show. I would have hit up one of those mermaids. Yes, you would have, Mikey. Yeah, because you basic. I know. Well, they're also the only three women in that bar. Yes, it's them and the nurse, basically. <laughs> Mikey would have yeah. swam up to them and been like, hey, how you ladies feel about cuttlefish? I'd be like, you want to see wet. <laughs> I'm sorry, cuttlefish is great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This is a good one. <laughs> I went with a more like crass, terrible joke. I know. Then... Which is why if you look at both of our relationship statuses right now, it starts to make more sense. Oh, like if you sign man. this contract, I'll take your voice and give you legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, keep keep saying Yeah. <laughs> That's what they should have yelled at them when they were karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. If honestly, Mikey, if we ever can do karaoke again and there are people dressed as mermaids, I'm going to be at the bar just yelling, keep singing. (laughs) Just they come flocking to my cauldron crying, spills us, please. And I hope (laughs) no one's going to get it. They're going to be like, who is this asshole who keeps yelling, keep singing? I would laugh my ass ass off but that's only because i'm obsessed (laughs) with ursula the sea witch anyway we cut to they load hawkins into an ambulance and then we cut over to laurie strode's house where the sheriff has basically showed up and found a bunch of dead firefighters (laughs) yeah just pieces of firefighters everywhere yeah yeah, and i know there's a rivalry between like police and firefighters often And it really shows in this scene because he does not seem at all sad that his fire department is murdered. Yeah. He's just like, damn. All right. Guess we better go back to the hospital. Like nothing to see here. (laughs) I know. There's like like no emotion. It's like whatever, He's not a good sheriff. Because there's like legitimately like 12 bodies in that scene. And you're just like, if this ever happened in like real life, this would be like CNN breaking news of like whole fire department murdered on a call. Yeah. In Haddonfield, Illinois. National Guard called out because they don't know who did it. They think there's a group of them. Right. I mean, you would have to assume if 11 people were murdered, it was multiple people that killed them. Right. Right. Because it's not a firearm. It was like a mass shooting. That's one thing. Right. Right. Yeah. This is hand to hand combat. Yes, absolutely. Like you would have a reporter and be like, it seems like. Seems like someone had a kumite with the fire <laughs> yeah. department on the front lawn. <laughs> Michael Jim cotted his way through them. <laughs> Can you imagine the 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 news story the next day, which is like 15 firefighters, seven police officers, and 33 citizens of Haddonfield were murdered by a guy. Yeah. And one came like, <laughs> <laughs> but I do love that like the, the sheriff shows up and like has the energy of, oh, it's clear that these firefighters went fire mad and just murdered each yeah. other. Like, fire it's mad. Wrap it up, boys. We're going home. God. It's bonkers. There's the body count so high a terrorist group would claim responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Al Qaeda's like, we don't know where Haddonfield is, but this was definitely us. Uh, the fire department are enemies of Allah, and that's how this is gonna go. <laughs> Halloween ends actually takes place in like Afghanistan because Michael's mad that they took credit for his 
Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I would watch that so hard. Just some random terrorist cell taking credit for Michael's kills and him being like, "What the hell? No!" And like getting on a coach flight with a knife and then getting back. I have a bad pitch. I really want a horror expanded universe where like. Uh, Samuel Jackson shows up at the end of Halloween ends and is like, Michael, we need to recruit you for, and like they send them after like terrorist organizations. And it's like Michael, Jason, Freddy. Yeah. It is like an Avengers like style universe of just them. No, it's gotta be like suicide. Yeah, it's gotta it's be like, just suicide squad, but with like legitimately terrifying murderers. I would, yeah, I would watch it. Like, Freddie and Jason and Michael Myers just get dropped in like a terror cell is taken over a prison. They've executed all the hostages, but two just kill everyone. And they just <laughs> drop them in. <laughs> I would watch that movie. Oh, I like 100%. I that, movie. that movie would make money. I, I may cut this from the episode. I'm going to call Netflix right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way they don't give us as big a budget as they gave this movie. I mean, I, I want that so bad. But then there's a part of me that's like, okay, after you do the first one with what I would call like stereotypical movie terrorists, you know, like, yeah. you know, like there's that period of James Bond where it's always the Russians like yeah. that. What where does it go next? Do they just basically become like James Bond, but they just kill people like they're not recovering anything. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the sequel to that film is they've lost control of him in the Middle East and they have to send the army over to try to get him back under control. Because he's wandered and caused another international incident in a neighboring country trying to get back to Laurie Strode's house. <laughs> but he's walking. <laughs> it's just a shot of him trying to walk into the ocean. And I would walk 500 miles. And I would walk 500 more just to be that man who murdered everyone in Haddlefield at your door. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that would be great. This was a great pitch session. Yeah. See you guys later. Uh, <laughs> so they identify the killer as Michael Myers, and immediately everyone gets a notification on their phone, thank you, Citizen app. And they turn it up on the news, and immediately, immediately, people are like, let's freak the fuck out and go home. Like, ah! Like, yeah. they take off. And so the nurse and doctor go to their car, and there's someone hiding in the back of their car. And it's not Michael, but they think it's Michael because they don't know what he looks like. But it's one of the other guys that escaped alongside Michael, which again is something from the 2018 one that I'm like, I didn't remember that. But like, sure. I didn't remember that either. I didn't remember Ron Howard's brother riding in a van with Michael Myers. <laughs> I did yeah. not remember that. So Tommy approaches the car. The guy takes off. He crashes the car and then he is on the run. But it is clearly not Michael. It's just one of the other guys that escaped. We cut to... Big John and Little John's house. Little John played by, I think his name is Michael McDonald. From Mad TV. From Mad yeah. TV, who just, the second I saw him, I was like, oh, Stuart! <laughs> like, that's yep. all I could think. But so they're planning, like they're cutting a charcuterie plate. They're listening to spooky records. They're going to have a wonderful Halloween. But there's a knock at the door and it seems too late for trick-or-treaters. But it's children who claim that they have a razor blade in the candy that they got from their house. And they're pretending to be dead on the sidewalk. So they run out to call 911 and the door of their house closes because there's like a third kid in on the prank who goes and steals all their candy. Did anyone else was like, was this in the 2018 movie? that I forgot. <laughs> no, no, I didn't think that. But the kid is wearing the skull mask, which is the first we see of the silver shamrock masks. Which I'm here for. 
A hundred percent. Anyway, the the kids are outside and they're like, well, you don't know whose house this was because this is Michael Myers house. Oogie spooky. Bye. And they tell them that he stabbed his sister in the tits, which I don't know if that's part of the original canon, but also yelling that at a child seems like a weird choice, but okay. Hey, you know what? Teenagers. Fuck them kids. (laughs) Yeah, their prank was mean. They are mean children. Yeah, and they literally did it just to steal the candy. Like, that seems like a very weird thing to do. And didn't run off. They, like, gloat about it like some sort of Bond villain. Ha, you dumb boomers. Bye. Like, that's how they leave. It's so weird. Yeah. We took this bag here and put it in our bag when you weren't looking at the laser blade. I'm like, well, we were all here. You don't have to, like, lay it out. Okay. Well, and, like, they, they were, you know, finishing up for the night. I bet if those kids had just come to the door, they would have just given them the rest of the candy. Yeah. I'll say this, though. If you don't come during regular treating hours and I have candy left over, no. That candy is mine. <laughs> I'll give you the hard candy, but anything with chocolate, no. You can fuck right off kid i'm the opposite i'm like take this because if you don't i will eat all yeah that's me (laughs) and i i am too old for that shit i am not apparently (laughs) (laughs) i mean but to be clear i am too old for that shit but i'm not you know what i'm saying right so we cut back to the hospital where Lori's recovering and officer hawkins has been taken into surgery meanwhile the sheriff is questioning both karen and allison and they're like hey by the way michael myers is alive and they're like what don't tell mom so this is where connor her boyfriend shows up and it turns out that connor is lonnie's son yes and so they're all going to join up with tommy doyle to go after michael vigilante style and allison wants to go so she leaves Lori with a knife because karen doesn't want her to go she leaves Lori with a knife and joins up with them because she's basically like he infected my family he dies tonight yeah evil dies tonight right so meanwhile judy greer karen is at the hospital she's like he's coming here i think and she's wrong. He's not. I bet he does in the last one, though. Probably. But, I mean, but you're right, Paige. She is wrong in this movie. Right. And she's asking, like, does the hospital have security guards? And we get a flashback to the end of the last movie with a necklace that I could not remember the significance of that necklace. Me either. But they show a couple shots of it, but then it never comes back. But this is where she leaves her the knife. And they hear from a police officer that the entire fire department is dead, basically. <laughs> Literally everyone on the it's fire department is dead. ridiculous concept. I mean, fire madness is a real thing that no one talks <laughs> about, guys. It's true. More people should talk about fire madness. They, they all went fire mad. So we cut outside where Allison has joined them in the parking lot. And Lonnie opens what is basically a tackle box full of guns. Yeah. And so the bar is kind of mobilizing. We rejoin the doctor and nurse and Marion and Lindsay and everyone's kind of going to take off across town to try and stop him. So they start driving through the town trying to round people up Paul Revere style. Yes. I would just drive away at this point. I would be like, oh, our whole fire department was murdered and they don't know who did it. You know what sounds nice? San Diego. Let's drive to San Diego. Let's let's get out of here. Yeah. But instead, they're like rounding people up and telling everyone, hey, there's strength in numbers. But what we will find out later is that there's not strength in numbers. That's how he killed the whole fire department. Like, Well, I mean, yeah, we already know that by this point. But also they round people up to then split up in groups to be killed separately. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's wild to me. Like, I wanted them to, like, everyone in the hospital that wasn't injured to leave. Leave 
and go hunt him down as a group of like 80 people. Like that would have been cool. That's kind of what I thought was going to happen, like Night Stalker style. Like if you know the story about the Night Stalker. But no, they break up into tidy groups of four to six so that they can all get murdered separately. Well, and and here's the thing. At this point in the movie, when they're first kind of starting this, when it it felt like it was going to be a Night Stalker thing, which if you don't know, the Night Stalker gets off a bus, gets recognized in Boyle Heights, a stone throw from my house, and literally the neighborhood is like, do not let him leave. Yeah. And they band together and basically keep him there till the police can arrest him. Yeah. And it's this whole thing. And I thought that's what we were going to get here where the whole town is going to be like, hey, you've tortured our town for long enough. It's time to take matters into our own hands. But then as soon as they start going that direction, I was like, well, then what do you do for a third movie? Like what happens? Yeah. And I think that's why they start, you know, splitting people up. So we kind of follow the one of the first like foursomes, which is the doctor and the nurse, Lindsay and Marion. Yeah. And they come upon a playground where the children who pranked Big and Little John for their candy are on the swings. And they basically say like, oh, our friend went off to do something, but this guy in the mask keeps wanting to play hide and seek with us. And it is Michael. And they are so nonchalant about it. They're like, ha, he's weird. Yeah. And literally. (laughs) It's crazy. It's not until they see like a bloody knife and a skeleton mask that she gets them to run home. Oh, Oh, he's like, oh, he murdered my friend. There's his bloody mask. Yeah. You guys were right. <laughs> but then in my notes I just still have fuck them kids cuz like they kind of had it coming. They were being little shits. And they do get murdered here in a second. So yeah. No, the kids don't. The two kids get away. Ugh, what a waste. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's two of the people from the car that get Yeah, it's the adults that get murdered. Yeah. Yeah, they ran off they're like, "Okay, boomers." And then they <laughs> <immediately> get- Also <laughs> in America, there was a there was not a lot of guns for this vigilante justice movement here. Yeah. Because it's in Illinois. I Just mean, anywhere at this point. I mean, I rural guess. Illinois, by the way. Some, there'd be hunting rifles. Someone would have an AK at some point. Yeah, maybe. So uh, Michael's behind the car, on the top of the car. He throws the mask over the windshield. We do see that the other masks are on the ground. So the kids at one point were wearing them. And he tries to smash the window behind Marion's head, just like the first movie. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Lindsay, who's out of the car, who was trying to get the kids to go home, loads up a bag with bricks and is basically going to try and use it on Michael. But instead, Marion keeps shooting the windows out of the car. It's so dumb. I mean, it's not like she's shooting at him. He's not standing there. No. If anything, shoot through the roof of the car. Yes. But she eventually has fired enough shots that she's like, this is for Dr. Loomis and she has no bullets. So she gets murdered. Uh, then the doctor tries to strangle him with the stethoscope and he gets a knife through the eye. I really did like that the doctor, who was actually a nurse, I thought that was funny because... Yes, yes, she's the doctor, he's the nurse. Yeah, I thought that was super cute. Anyway, but yeah, he like goes after a mass murderer who has a knife. He goes after him with stethoscope. And I was like, that's ballsy, man, but like, good for you. And you know what? He had some character development because he was like afraid to tell that table that they are being loud and he like got his courage before he was murdered (laughs) before he got brutally stabbed through the eye that murder got me the most because it like shows it it lingers on it and it is graphic and gross it lingers on a lot of stuff yeah it was it was rough man 
Well, the next one is the one that one of the ones that I hated most in this movie because the girlfriend slash doctor slash nurse doctor dressed as nurse is firing because she's got the gun. So she's shooting at Michael. Oh, yeah. And he just opens the door and it knocks her hand. So it knocks the gun backward and she shoots herself in the face. Yeah. Straight out of Tucker and Dale versus evil. Yes. yes. Yeah. It was almost laughable. But honestly, that's probably the best way to get murdered in that situation. Honestly, yes. Because it's, it's quicker. I'd, I'd rather be shot in the face like that than stabbed to death. I suppose. Absolutely. I think it was Mitch Hedberg that said, when you get stabbed, you're there the whole time. (laughs) Not me, man. I just want to get stabbed so I don't die alone. (laughs) Meanwhile, Lindsay tries to attack him with the bricks in the bag. He ends up choking her. She tries to pull his mask off and he kind of moves his hands to adjust it and she takes the chance to run away. Yeah. And he follows her and she does manage to hide from him, but he gets away. We cut back to the hospital where Lori is now awake and she is kind of trying to get up like she's not really relaxing. And Karen is trying to tell her that Michael's dead. She throws that bloody knife in the shirt away. Yeah. Even though Lori retrieves it later. So she clearly knows it's there. So she was like maybe not as asleep as she was, you know, pretending to be at one point. Yeah. They put Hawkins in the same room with her, but he is alive. And he's thirsty. For some JLC. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Lonnie's car, which is Lonnie, Connor, and Allison, comes up on the SUV that we were just at with the nurse and the doctor and Marion and Lindsay. And Tommy is now there too. So they walk through the park and they see that the bodies are displayed, but they all have silver shamrock masks on, which is kind of a fun little Easter egg. And they find Lindsay. I love that. I actually pointed that out to Natalie when we when it was on and she was like, oh, look at you knowing things. <laughs> Halloween silver shamrock. So Lindsay tells them that he got away, but she's still alive. So at least they save her. Which means she was hidden there for a long time. The entire time Michael was like staging those bodies. I damn sure would never move from that spot ever again. I'd be like, this is where I live by the street. (laughs) This is where I live now. The rent is very affordable (laughs) under this bridge. She just becomes a troll. (laughs) Answer me these questions three. Meanwhile, back in the hospital, Hawkins wakes up and this is where he and Lori have this very like, remember that time we hooked up? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I remember. You held my hand, but like you were sweet for this other guy and I'm just like, why is this here? What's happening? Uh, Because this commences basically the 30 minutes it's of no one dying and nothing else really happening. Yeah. So she tells him that they killed Michael, although we'll find out later that's not true, obviously. Yeah. The nurse comes in to give him pain meds. <laughs> and she's like giving him pain meds. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like, hey, help him my friend here. Give him a double. And the nurse should have turned around and been like, that, that will, will kill, kill him. him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, down in the lobby of the hospital, Tommy carries Lindsay into the ER and he and Lonnie and Lindsay and everyone are kind of talking about how Lonnie supposedly was the brave one that went in the Myers house, but he never made it inside. They get to the ER waiting room. They run into the security guard whose daughter died in the first film. Yeah. And it's just pandemonium in the waiting room. Everyone's trying to find out if their loved ones are alive or dead. Here's my favorite part about this movie. This is the first horror film we've ever seen where a hospital has a shit ton of people in it. For f- finally, yes. after years of podcasting, there's lights on in the hospital, there's staff there, there's family members there. It was a realistic portrayal of a hospital. I agree. Meanwhile, Karen 
uh, Judy Greer is trying to get security guards. They don't have enough. And as they're finding out that it is Michael who's killed a bunch of these people, Tommy, a.k.a. Anthony Michael Hall, takes charge and basically starts like screaming at law enforcement that Michael is an apex predator. And I was like, okay, crawl, like calm down. (laughs) And the sheriff is like, we have it under control. He's like, the hell you do. Yeah, this is where like everyone in the hospital is like, fuck you, sheriff. Like 20 people are dead. Yeah, I mean, I understand the rage coming from the community here. Yes. And they are ill-equipped to deal with a an inhuman monster, which is basically what's happening. As every, I mean, so is the town. We find out later, right? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Everyone is. Um, but this is where evil dies tonight. The chant starts happening. So then. <laughs> Which is a, a long chant. Evil Dies Tonight is a pretty good chant. It is a pretty good chant, but they chant it for 25 minutes of this movie. So at this point, Tommy goes up into Lori's room and he's like, he killed Marion. Like, I just want you to be OK. And I'm like, this is not going to make her OK. This is going to give her a blood clot or something like this. Is- <laughs> at her age. <laughs> yeah. And so. Then we go into this like, well, how is he not dead? It failed. What do we do? And Lori basically gets up, even though she shouldn't. She's super sick. And uh, she's like, I should try to kill him. She retrieves the knife from the trash. Oh, and she gives herself the same pain meds they gave Hawkins. Yeah. She stabs it into her own butt while talking to Judy Greer. Which technically would still knock you completely out because it would be in your bloodstream. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, I mean, now it did establish in the last movie that she had a little bit of an addiction problem, which made me wonder if she maybe had a higher tolerance and that's why she's able to like walk around on fucking morphine. But anyway... We cut over to Big John and Little John's house where they're having the perfect Halloween party. It's a charcuterie plate. It's wacky old Halloween movies and vinyl here for it. Yeah, it's wonderful. And they get a knock at the back door. They think it's the kids. There's no one there. They go to the front door because there's a knock there. No one there. They forgot to lock the back door. And now someone is in the house. I really just needed like one of the Johns to like look at their ring app on the phone yeah, and then just see Michael thinking. running around the house like oh a madman. Oh my man. God. Or just standing in front of the ring camera because he doesn't understand technology. And then the drone flies by and he's just like, <laughs> looks <laughs> scared, no, runs off. No. But I do like, I do like when little John sees the handprint and he's like, someone's in our house and it's not a child. Yeah. And at that point I was like, fucking run. Right. Like there's the door, get out. And he's like, Let's lock the doors and hunt him. I'm like, that's not the appropriate response for any homeowner. Big John is just like, enough of this shit and starts taking off his rings. And I was like, oh, he means business. (laughs) You know, when someone takes off their jewelry, they're about to get bloody. Yeah, but you want to like hit people with those rings. Don't take them off. You don't want to ruin your rings. Also, you can break your own fingers if you do it wrong. Like If you hit someone wrong with a ring, you could really hurt yourself. Well, I wish he had that chance to just walk away with a broken finger. <laughs> Good note, Mikey. That's fair. Same. <laughs> Upon returning to society, I had forgotten about ring hands, and I technically I wear rings on two hands. Yeah, uh, usually not on both hands, but on two of Paige's hands, she wears on two rings. of my yeah. hands. On two of them, yeah, two of my many hands. And after roast <laughs> battle, somebody went to fist bump me, and I fist bumped them with my wedding ring, which is like Oof. it's like this really high set. Like I've got a big honking Morganite rock, and they were just like. Ow! I was like, I am so sorry. I forgot that was a thing. It's a super power play. Love it. I know. That is such a look at the ring I can get. I mean, we chose them together and had them custom made, but whatever. <laughs> 
I love it. I love this humble brag for you so much. It it was not as expensive as as a diamond because we didn't want diamond. And by the way, your ring can be whatever color you want. Embrace it. Oh, yeah. I knew someone who had a pearl center. Like it wasn't a thing. It was it was what she yeah. wanted. Like pearl was the traditional engagement ring before diamonds. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, pandemonium at the hospital. Now again, I do want to remind you, we are now at like. 20 to 25 minutes of no one being killed and no plots being furthered. Yeah. So we cut to downstairs at the hospital. The guy that they've been chasing is trying to get into the hospital because he's injured because he was injured in the crash. But they immediately think it's Michael for no good reason other than the fact that he's wearing the scrubs from the hospital from the mental hospital. So they think it's Michael. They basically form a mob and they start chasing him through the hospital. We cut back to Big John and Little John's gorgeous house and they're walking through the downstairs and the upstairs. The study is clear. The dining room is clear. It's beautiful. Photograph it for a magazine. I'm obsessed. Then they get to... (laughs) The bedroom, and this is now 30 minutes of nothing, culminates with Big John being stabbed right under the armpit. Oh, it was so sad. I was like, no, he took off his rings and everything. Then Michael <laughs> turns and puts his thumbs in his eyes and just like thumb brains him. It, yeah, it's so rough. It's graphic. It's real rough. And he screams, and little John runs upstairs and is just like, no! So Michael's staring out the window, and he's like, Michael, you've come home. And I think he's trying to talk him down, thinking that maybe he can escape or get Big John help, although it is way too late for Big John. He's very dead. But instead, Michael just immediately kills him. And we don't see it on camera. We just hear the screams. Uh, so then we cut back to the hospital where they're still chasing that guy who's clearly not Michael. He's like a foot shorter than him. Like, it's nuts. More than a foot. And also, he's got like a pot belly. Nothing wrong with that, but like he's got a pot belly and Michael's like a tall, slender man. He's like, got long hair. I mean, yeah. he looks... Well, and like, you also know that Michael killed the entire fire department. Does this guy I look capable of killing the entire fire department he can't handle a bunch of random civilians like clearly this is not michael in the process Lori's wound reopens which is a metaphor for her emotional wound yes <laughs> maybe no i don't know we're not that kind of podcast <laughs> you see the kid from the fence the wrought iron fence kid his mom sees his body i was like i don't know why we had to take a break for this but sure Meanwhile, Karen has realized that it's not Michael. She helps Lori back to her bed. And then she's like, I have to do something. I can't just let an innocent man get killed for no reason. Meanwhile, Lori and Hawkins are now sharing a moment that they will share for the rest of the movie where they're just like, it wasn't your fault. It was my fault. No, it was my fault. No, it was your fault. No, it was my fault for like 40 more minutes. And the therapist was like, feelings of guilt are commonly associated with trauma and blaming yourself after an incident. But really, it's neither of your faults. But they're having a survivor's guilt off. Like, that's what they're doing in this scene. But then they get, like, sexual. This is, like, legitimate trauma bonding, like, right in the moment. Like, really unpacking it. (laughs) I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Remember that time we almost fucked? Let's do that again. (laughs) I was like, oh. (laughs) To be ashamed to waste this semi-private room. They're also both high. (laughs) It's like that 30 Rock episode where she and Michael Sheen think that they're going to get married because they met under anesthesia at the dentist. (laughs) Yeah. And then they just turn out to hate each other. I love that so much. Popcorn at the cinema. Yes. Meanwhile, Karen's running around upstairs. She finds an emergency exit. She finds the other guy and is like, I'm going to help you. And she locks him into this corridor and he gets surrounded. So they like can't get into him, but they're 
starting to break the doors down. I'm going to help you by trapping you for yeah. them to be able to murder by mob justice. I thought that was so wild. Like she does them a favor ultimately. Yeah. Trapping you so that we can get a lot of close ups of that sweet, sweet nose hair action. And then they can get you. Now she basically traps him so that she can be like, it's not him, but they don't listen to her. No, they don't. Although Tommy hears her and it, but it's too late. The mob is like already out of hand. So he grabs a fire extinguisher. He breaks a window out. He climbs out and then he unfortunately completes suicide by yeah. jumping to his death and it is brutal and they show yeah. all of it it's rough like this made me sort of gag a little bit because you're like seeing brains on the sidewalk and everything it's gross i have a real high threshold for gore and i was upset by this yeah. one i was just like oh i don't have a high threshold for it and i was very upset by this yeah yeah uh, or, like, grossed out by it, I should say. And just like 80s horror, this film does no favors for anyone suffering from mental health issues. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the stairwell, the sheriff is sad because people stomped on his hat. And... <laughs> we get shots of Karen who's very upset and is trying to explain to Tommy what's going on. And then Lori and Hawkins still having their sad off. And then we cut to a flashback from Hawkins where this is where they do the like, no, he accidentally shot himself. Switch guns. It's It wasn't your fault. You didn't shoot your partner. This is before there was any sort of accountability for like whose guns were, were whose in the police department. Yeah. So we just went 30 minutes three kills in like five minutes and then we're about yeah. to go like another 20 minutes with nothing else because yeah. literally Hawkins has conservatively of 10 to 15 minutes soliloquy in the middle of this damn movie <laughs> trying to explain Michael's motivation essentially culminating in everyone being like oh he's clearly at his childhood home why no reason no reason is given it's not right who knows then we cut to Karen who basically confronts Tommy outside and is like, this is your fault. We killed an innocent guy. Michael's still on the loose. And my kid is out there. What the fuck? He's yeah. like, can't make an omelet without breaking a few people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so they get into the car. They go to Michael's house. and Or at least they leave for Michael's house. We don't know when they're going to get there. We know they're on the way. Yeah. We cut to Lonnie's car because they have also deduced that Michael is going to his house because they followed him on a map of Haddonfield and that seems to be his trajectory. Yeah. I mean, they like break down what street he's going to. Like they know exactly where the house is. They're going to head there. Right. And Lonnie asks them to stay in the car and they do for like a second. This is so dumb. I hated this. So Everyone's why? Why do people separate? Like, you guys are so dumb. Yeah. They hear a shot inside the house. They go inside. They can't find anything initially, uh, but they make their way to the room under the stairs. Uh, they open the door and squeeze the trigger, and it's just a pumpkin. But I'm like, who keeps a pumpkin in a closet? Yeah. Let that pumpkin be who that pumpkin wants to be. We're here. We're gourd. Get used to it. So like, <laughs> but honestly, that pumpkin would just, it would just, it would just rot in, in the, in the closet. I don't know why. Yeah, and then your closet smells like shit. I mean, the only reason to do that is if you scream pied that gourd. Uh, well, it, and it's a jack-o'-lantern too. So it's a like. Jack -off a jack-off-a-lantern. jack off a lantern yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> anyway, so they just blow up a pumpkin for no reason. Uh, yep. Then they go upstairs. They make their way through a couple of the rooms. Well, and then they two separate. They also separate. I would yeah. never why? go up. After a gunshot and I would be like, 
Dad, Dad. We have to get out of here. My dad is dead. We have to call the police immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and if you see, like, we, this is revealed in a few minutes, or pr- probably right here, but, like, the dad is, like, wedged in the attic, right? Right. You would immediately see that. There's no way you wouldn't see that. Todd, the lights were out, okay? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I would never have gone in there to see it. I would have been like- Oh, I agree. This is a terrible idea. We're in high school. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, so- she goes to the bedroom. She finds Big John and Little John, and then she pulls. But you know, Connor. Connor's probably like thankful this is happening because he's like, "Yo, she's totally forgot that I kissed that other girl in the last movie." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "If I can make it through this night, I may have salvaged this relationship." <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Nice. Uh, so anyway, so she finds Big John and Little John. There's like a forty percent chance that that girl is dead anyway by the morning. So like, I could make this work. <laughs> She takes the knife out of Little John, which, by the way, is a very expensive, very fancy knife. It's It looks like it's a sabatier, whatever. Anyway, so she pulls the knife out, stops to check on them, but they're clearly dead. She checks the bathroom. Meanwhile, Connor's making his way down the hallway. He cocks the gun and there's blood dripping from the attic. That's where he sees his dad. Yeah, who is literally hanging out of the attic door. Which, by the way, the time between him going inside and them hearing the gunshot and coming inside, negligible. Seconds. They would have seen Michael trying to stuff him into the attic. <laughs> you see his face turn like that slow Michael Myers like. Oh. But like his arms up, pushing yeah. him. He's got attic a fire on his head. <laughs> Absolutely. A, a drone flies by and he drops him just like, no. <laughs> I just like Michael Myers being tortured by a drone. It's my favorite I thing. Know, I love it. I want someone to replace Godzilla and biplanes with Mike Myers and, <laughs> Mike drones, Myers and drones on the Empire State Building. That's how they kill him in the last movie. He's just on a roof and drones are, he's got a kitchen <laughs> knife and he falls, he falls off the, the top of the building. Yeah. And then he opens his mouth and shoots radioactive energy into the sky. It was beauty that killed the beast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going more of a King Kong angle. <laughs> I was going more Godzilla. Mothra shows up in Halloween ends. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh his dad's dead in the attic michael jumps out and stabs him she tries to shoot and stab him he ends up hitting her in the head she falls down the stairs and breaks the shit out of her leg yep like holy crap that looks so painful but her boyfriend is still alive he tries to go for the gun michael stomps on his hand and then smashes his head through the banister and is just like yeah. smashing his head over and over again to the point where his neck is clearly broken. Well, it's not broken yet, at least not broken fully yet, because he breaks it when he's walking to the steps. Not fully, but he's not doing great where oh, I Oh no, he probably would have died anyway. Like I feel like when Michael Myers is walking to the steps and he snaps his neck, I'm like, he probably did him a favor. I realize that that's like brutal. I had like, in my notes that it was merciful because I was yeah. like, hopefully Cameron dies soon because he is either in immense amounts of pain or he cannot feel anything. It will never right. recover. Like it, it is brutal and he will likely die before any emergency services can get there, but it will probably be very painful for him. Yeah. But so he, as Michael walks down the stairs to come after Allison, he does like the James Bond like neck twist, just like yeah, <laughs> which I feel terrible laughing at it, but I love it whenever people snap necks like that. Like it's just a personal favorite of mine. Don't feel terrible. It was really funny. I laughed yeah. as well. <laughs> it, <was really> great. <laughs> it is pretty wild. I did not laugh. I was like, Ugh, but yeah. So she backs away, tries to stab him, and as he advances on her, Karen. Judy Greer shows up behind with the pitchfork from the porch of the house and 
pitchforks him and then stomps on his head. She rips the mask off and kind of like tries to get him to follow her. I'm trying to think of like goads him. Like I got goads. your mask. That is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She does goad him with the mask. You're right. And he, because he's immortal, does not respond to being stabbed in the back with the pitchfork. She went the extra step and then got his nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he's got the mind of a six year old, so he chased right after her. Yeah. I mean, that would happen if he was a six year old. Yeah. She just wiggled her thumb between her two fingers and was like i also got your nose michael he was like this is the nose of a killer michael <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway she, she kind of entices him with the mask into a trap of all of the townspeople but they can all see his face they have him put the mask back on because quote everyone's entitled to one good scare and then they just tee off on michael 10 against one <laughs> Like, Which I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. I I thought this was so cool too, Michael. I I like this a lot. Except for the guy who like has a gun but points it so close he can slice his hand. I was like, well, that's your fault, idiot, with the revolver. Like you you have a long distance weapon. Why get close enough that you can get sliced, you idiot? But everyone else is just wailing on Michael. I thought it was great. And Karen stabs him in the back, but then he reaches back and pulls the knife out and then just kills everybody. Yeah. As Lori is like, no, he's not human anymore. He's the personification of evil. And I was like, Oh, are we going this way again? Yeah, th well, that's where we get like another weird soliloquy as we're watching him kill everyone. Yeah. And then we cut to, so Karen has gone back to be with her daughter at his house, which is a few blocks away. Not even a few blocks. It's literally like they would hear everyone being murdered. And there's like yeah. the police and fire, well, what's left of them, are at the other house. <laughs> yeah, it's really just police and ambulance. There are no firefighters left in this town. Yeah, no, absolutely. And this job shortage, it's going to be a while before they can get that firefight department back up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were ladder 13, too. I was like, oh. Oh. They're unlucky. Yep. <laughs> uh, so they're a, a block away and she and her daughter are like, it's finally over, even though it's totally not. But Paige, they are literally a street over getting yeah. murdered and the firefighters, uh, sorry, not the firefighters because they're fucking dead. But the police <laughs> and ambulance are like all there like, oh, do you guys hear that? Yeah, I think like a raccoon's fighting for trash in the next street over. Like nobody thinks to go check. You mean while a killer's on the loose? Yeah, we were watching it at our house and I, I was like pointing at the screen. I was like, guys, he's right there. He's right there. You would see him. He's right there. This part of the movie drove me insane. I was so mad right here. I mean, she does go through an alley, so he's at least a block away, but they would still hear it. Absolutely, yeah. because it's close enough and it's loud. Oh, you mean the seven gunshots? Yeah, the yeah. multiple gunshots, him stabbing, people screaming. Like The police are, they're like a street away, and the police are like, oh, do you hear that gunshot? It's like, don't worry about it. We're going to wrap it up, boys. Let's head home. <laughs> it's uh, so crazy. So uh, while all of that is happening, Judy Greer decides to go up into the house to look out the window that Michael used to look out of. Well, that was his sister's room. Yeah. Right. And again, it never establishes why that's important, what he's looking at. It, it tries to do something of like, maybe it's his reflection, but that's nonsense. And it's just like weird. And then we see in the reflection of the window, Michael is behind her and kills her. Murders the shit out of Judy Greer. Yeah. He would have had to walk through the police her yeah. daughter, any number of people to get into that house. The back door. He went to the back door. But he would have had to go multiple blocks over and around. Like, there, there's no way. Yeah. There is no way. But that's the movie. 
Yeah. Because it ends right there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's Oof. more monologuing throughout that scene as well. Well, there's monologuing while she's getting killed, right? There's just monologuing throughout the yeah. whole movie. But yeah, that's yeah. the movie. Yeah. yeah. So having seen Halloween Kills, having talked about it, what do you guys think about it? I mean, I want to see the next one to see where they're going with it. But I was not Im- impressed with this one. I was a little disappointed. I think Mikey U.S. pulled me more to his side after talking about it. The fact that... Mm-hmm. It is sort of like a straight up slasher. It is 80s crazy, like 80s level of crazy. And if they pull it out in the third one, cool. But like this is probably the one you skip over when you're watching these movies again. Yeah. I don't know how they'll do the third one because they didn't establish any sort of like mythology with him being immortal or yeah, anything. Like, so- the first one does with like the uh, the mythical word or whatever. I forgot all that stuff. Kalima! No, he writes it in blood. It's written in blood at the school. That's in Halloween too. The message written in blood. Oh, okay, yeah. so th- then that doesn't apply at all because right because that's that's not in this series. Yeah. Well, that sucks because they would have to include stuff to kill him in the next one of like this is the mythology or whatever. They didn't yeah. open any yeah, of that. I, up. I think they're going to have to figure out how to kill him in the next one, and and I don't know how. I mean, they're they're villains too overpowered at this point. He just dies of old age. I mean, he's old as shit. But Mikey, that's Sam Hain. The Sam Hain is the Sam word. That, that's, yeah. what, that's what it is. You mean Sawin. Sawin. Is that how you say it? S-A-M-H-A-I-N? Yes, Sawin. Is all that from the second one? I thought some of that was that's in the first one. That's in the one. second one. I don't know if it's in the first one, too. That relates to the third one, because the third one takes place over Sawin, specifically. You mean Halloween 3, the by far superior Halloween movie? <laughs> because that's why they're doing Stonehenge, because they're like leprechaun druids, and that's why they're celebrating Sawin. If they brought more of that into it at the end... I, I would mean, be I'm here super for on board. Is Tom Atkins still alive? Is there any chance we could have him sleep with a 25-year-old in this next movie? Tom Atkins is still alive. Tom Atkins God. is still alive. Uh, if they find a stone circle in the next Halloween and that's how they solve it, by sending him back through the stones or some shit. <laughs> Outlander style? 100% here for that. I just want to see him get sent through the stones and have to fight at the Battle of Culloden. And like, <laughs> they cannot stop him. He's just like this brute force machine. But on I love which it. side? None of them. He just murders both he sides. He just murders both sides. He just sides. doesn't know where he is or why he's there, but thankful there are no drones. But there are lots of knives, so yeah. there you go. He fits right I'd in. I'd like to see him in Civil War era killing both sides. But still dressed the same, just with oh, like I'm- a Union <laughs> cap or a Confederate <laughs> cap and a saber. Okay, okay, hear me out. Sliders, but with Mike Myers. Sliders. <laughs> That's how they get rid of them. They send them into the They, they send them into, into the, the Sliders universe. It's like, what's going to happen? It doesn't matter. He's not our problem anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next episode. He yeah. like wakes up in like Looney Tunes cartoon place first or something. Wow. Oh, I, I mean, I don't know how we got here, but I love this idea. So Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? No, I have pretty much none because this movie is brand new. I do have some box office though. So let's talk about that. So what do you guys think the budget for Halloween Kills was? 20 million? Ooh, yeah, at least. Yeah, I'll, I'll go 20. Okay, so I was a little surprised by this. It's $10 million was the budget oh, for this movie. this looks yeah. good for 10 mil. I think so too. It's not a super high budget movie, which is good because these movies will probably make plenty of money. But I like, don't know. I feel like the firefighting scene with the fire was probably an expensive scene. If they had that quality throughout, I would have really liked it. I mean, I don't feel 
like they skimped on gore or any yeah, of that stuff. Like yeah, I feel like it looks pretty good for a $10 million movie. I think so, too. Yeah, there was nothing in this movie that I would make me say it was shot badly. I, I do think, like Todd, you mentioned, there are a couple places where they choose interesting shots where you're like, I'm not sure why they chose to do this in that order or something like that. But yeah. aside from that, it's shot well. I think so, too. There's no problems production-wise. The problems for me are purely story yeah. over everything. The problems with this movie happened before the cinematographer ever got there. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. But, okay, so it's only been out since the 15th, right? And we're recording this just for transparency on the 17th. So, like, there hasn't been a lot of time for it to develop any, like, box office, right? And, of course, what we talk about will be much, much higher if, you know, you're listening to this in a week, in a month, in a year, right? So right, keep right, that in right. mind. But what do you think it made in its first really two days at the box office? Nine million. Yeah, I was going to say 10 million. Okay. So it came out on the 14th, right? Technically, it came out on like midnight on the 14th. And it yeah. made $4.8 million that night. Nice. Which is really good, right? That is really good. And then mm-hmm. since it hit Friday, technically it was its opening day, it has made... Uh, a total, and this includes that 4.8, but a total of $22.8 million. Jeez. Here's the thing. I am in favor of, of horror movies making money pretty much no matter what. So yeah, even though I did not enjoy this, I more power to them. Good for her. I will. I mean, okay. So you see this a lot with movies that have sequels. Yeah. The strength of the box office performance in its first weekend is directly correlated to how good the last movie was. Yeah. So if it stays... Like if next weekend is a, a strong weekend as well, that leads you to believe that this movie is a good movie. I don't think next weekend will have a very good performance at all, but we'll see. I think it'll be similar because it's not just all bad reviews. It's like very mixed reviews with like very strong opinions. Yeah, people either love this movie or hate this movie. So I think people are going to be like, I guess I got to go see it because half my friends love it and half my friends hate it. You might be right. And I think we're sort of split on it, right? Mikey, you sort of love the 80 craziness of it. Yeah. And I hate all these movies, so don't listen to me at all, ever. But Paige didn't like it. I think it's mainly because of story stuff, right, Paige? Yeah, it's mainly story stuff because I loved the last one. I really liked the last one. This might be the last Jedi of the trilogy. I think it is. You know what? Honestly, you're kind of right about that. And here's the thing. I... I know people are split on Last Jedi. I understand why some people like it. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. I have some major story issues with it. And I feel like there are some severe writing issues with that movie. And it really impacts my enjoyment of it. I mean, I just need Halloween Ends to be the Rogue One of the franchise. Oh, and then it'll be fine. So good. Rogue One's so good. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I'll talk for another two hours about this. Let me just finish off box office by saying that. Just finish your fucking segment, Todd. It's gonna <laughs> it's gonna make more than twenty two point eight million dollars, but that's all it has in its literal first three days. I yeah. think it'll make a lot of money. Me it's too. got a lot of buzz, positive and negative, and it's like a it came out like three weeks before Halloween, which I think is the perfect time to release a horror movie. Agreed. Yeah. So, Mikey, do you want to hit us with that scary scale? Yeah, scary scale is um, a scale of one to ten of how scary we found the film when we watched it. Uh, it's not a scale of quality of just scarydedness. And our one example is Ghostbusters. <laughs> our ten example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Page. Uh, this is a one for me. I didn't find this very scary. Okay, Todd. I'm going to give it a three. It wasn't super jump scary, but the body horror like got me. I'm going to give it a one, though, because I didn't get scared at all. 
Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, it's not a super scary movie. It is a effective slasher. And body horror is not like the thing that scares me the most. But it has enough body horror that it's scary for me. Cool. Well, that's our scary scale. That was yeah. pretty quick. So this week, you guys made me watch Halloween Kills. What theme are we doing next month? And what movie are you making me watch? So next month, we're doing all the movies that we have wanted to do and either been voted down or couldn't do them for some reason or thought they would win a, vin- uh, a listener request and didn't. So it's basically Mikey and I's free for all month. Okay. Well, and of course, we'll have a listener request that'll happen. It'll probably be just the listener free free for all. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, so what are we kicking off the month with for, are we calling it No Fucks November? Like, what yes, are we calling this? No Fucks November. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good one. That, that is, is a good, good one. one. So here's how this is going to work. Mikey and I have each chosen one, ladies, and then... After ours, we're flipping a coin to see who gets to put a second one in because we each have a first That's right. choice. Yeah, because there's three movies because the listener right. request gets one. Yeah. My first choice is not that scary, but it has been requested a lot. And I have been personally asked why I did not make this happen back in cult month. So for the first movie, we we're are finally going to do Wicker Man. We're watching the original Wicker Man. That's nice. right. Let me okay. make sure it is streaming still because I checked. But, you know, yeah, we've good. had that trouble before where it was and then stopped streaming. Yeah. It is. It looks like it's included with Prime. All right. That's awesome. So it literally is available to stream for free on Prime Video. I would also like to point out that if you scroll down, it says customers who watch this item also watched Midsommar. Yeah. And The Witch. Yeah. (laughs) The Witch. Uh, Yeah. So it is the original Wicker Man. From 1973. So your homework is to watch the original Wicker Man for next week and maybe make a list of No Fucks November movies you'd like to see us do and then submit that for the listener request. No fucks November. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I do. Awesome. So whose review are you going to read this week? Comics Boy. All right. Well, what does Comics Boy Boy have to say? He writes a review entitled STD in my ear. Oh, wow. Okay. This podcast is by far one of my favorites. Wow. Well, thank you. I can't help listening on the day it lands. It's like a compulsion. Outlander level compulsion. (laughs) That's fair. These folk make me laugh out loud, and I'm a miserable person that never laughs out loud. Oh. It's like having a conversation with friends that refuse to let you get a word in edgewise, so you sit there getting drunker and drunker until you leave, unnoticed by them, with some rando you met at the urinal and wake up in someone's underwear that's too big for you with urine stains in all the wrong places. But I digress. This sounds too, like, specific to not have been an actual thing that happened. What is happening in this review? I don't know. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Comics Boy, are you okay? They know lots of fun facts, have opinions. I tend to agree most with Paige. Well, I mean, that's probably the most educated opinion on the podcast. Yeah, that makes sense. And they are even a little intelligent (laughs) most days. Oh, thank you. Thanks for that. A little little bit. Great. Yeah. I can safely say (laughs) that none of their voices gave me cancer. Hell yeah. Damn right. Just a few pesky STDs. I'm glaring at you, Mikey. Oh, yeah, but it's you. Nice. Okay. I fully support Mikey's voice giving you STDs because that sounds right. And a lot of laughs. Thanks for the laughs. Five stars. (laughs) 
Well, <laughs> Comics Boy, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, give us a five-star review. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm. than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. And literally we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's Twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode brought to you by Nick B. Nick B, fun fact. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's been stabbed with a pitchfork before, but he survived. (laughs) What? (laughs) It was in the foot. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. Well, it's probably because he has feet like mine and they're impenetrable. It just went between the toes. (laughs) (laughs) Like those weird toe socks. So lucky. So lucky. This episode also brought to you by Awesome Possum Blossom. And Awesome Possum Blossom wants me to give you some Awesome Possum facts. So here's one for you. Possums also confuse Michael Myers and Jason (laughs) from Friday the 13th. It's because their brains are the size of a walnut. I think it's also because we all look alike to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Fair. Yeah. They, they can't understand masks and the difference between masks. Exactly. Or yeah. why silver shamrock masks are the premium masks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never been so glad to be poor in my life than when all my <laughs> friends died because they could afford silver shamrock and I couldn't. Mom, I want my head to be bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bugs, this episode also brought to you by Brandon's Bug Business. It was actually called Bug Cage Company on Facebook. So if you have any bug needs, reach out to Bug Cage Company and they will ship you some bugs. This episode also brought to you by the letter Jeff. And Jeff wants you to check out his podcast, Kissing Jessica Jones, where each week they break down a new episode of Jessica Jones and... The Agent Carter TV show because they've moved on from Jessica Jones. So check out Kissing Jessica Jones on any of the podcast apps. This episode also brought to you by Tia and Tia's teenager is driving her crazy. So Mikey, how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? Well, she pretended to swallow a razor blade after her boyfriend kissed another girl at the dance. Oh, no. But then he got murdered. Oh, no. Um, Oh, wow. Okay. And she stole the candy from her neighbor's house okay candy's delicious i get it (laughs) but you can't steal stealing's wrong stealing is bad tia's daughter please stop stealing candy no remorse (laughs) and stop stealing razor blades some people need those this episode also brought to you by jonathan and jonathan works with spiders and wants me to show you this spider video are you guys ready for this yes no i have not watched it yet he sent it to me literally this morning can you guys see it yeah uh uh-huh 
Oh, All right. no. Oh, no, no, so no. So the no. spider is crawling on his hand right now. Yeah, and it, it looks like a big. wolf spider. Uh, oh, it's getting closer. Yep, yep, it's yep. Closer. It's a wolf spider. It's got a bunch of babies on its back. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh God. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Oh my god. She's touching it. No, stop, Why is she stop, touching stop, it? Oh, the baby stop, spider's stop, stop, stop. on the back. Oh my god. Who is this person? Why would you do this? Why? Stop it. So, okay. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that was going to make me gag. Holy shit. Did you guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah. That was not wow. Good. Okay. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Oh man, that was that was rough for me. Uh okay. So, um Jonathan, uh, I'll need some more videos, I guess, in the future to uh freak us out. Oh, that that affected me more than I thought it would. That's what she said. <laughs> we now return you to another episode of uh, the, the Patreonicals. Okay, so there's a bunch of shit happened last episode. I'm sure you guys are fully aware of it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you remember it <laughs> in great detail. I feel like the only person who doesn't remember is the person telling the story. Well, what? last week, if you don't remember, here's what really happened. Okay. Oh, wow. What really happened? The real story. Scott, who's like Ben Grimm thing got thrown into the real boy machine with the ghost, and now the ghost is part of him. What? Oh, wait, Wes, so the ghost is living inside him now? Wes is living inside of Scott. Oh, wow, okay. And he has a little rock face that talks on Scott's shoulder. Because <laughs> he's the thing, right? So one of the shoulder rocks grew eyes and a mouth, and now yes. he can talk through his shoulder. I love this, actually. This is mm-hmm. amazing. And so Dave has been a villain, but then... Uh, Evil Matthew's also evil, so they're all they're all evil. the The moon came; it's all going wrong. So Danielle and the Moon Princess, and then who, and then Aaron, the Moon General. They're all yes. They're to, they're they're out with Domosaurus and Karun. They've all come from space, and and then like most evil Matthew was like, I talked Dave into being evil because I'm most evil, and then he clicks a button, and he's like. Fuck the moon and the moon blows up. What? Wow. I didn't realize that he had the power to like Alderaan the moon. Yeah. What are they going to do with all that cheese? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the moon's delicious. Mm. Moon do. <laughs> so um, Dave turns to Isaac and just shoves his whole arm in there and Isaac's trying to eat it but he's like you can't eat me fast enough and he's like choking and they like pass out <laughs> together and uh, <laughs> Eddie and um, Sasha are like really sad because their grown up child disappeared in a vortex last episode right the one that grew kind of like uh, Twilight 4 at an accelerated yes, rate exactly, exactly. it was just like that movie I've seen Twilight 4 yes <laughs> uh, and so Eddie Eddie howls and he's calling a bunch of wolves to his location to uh, help fight uh, but he's also crying so they don't understand what he's talking about so the wolves are they're confused and <laughs> Sasha is just very crying and sad. Sasha is a very crying. A very crying. Very <laughs> it's sad. okay. Don't be crying. Uh, Kaylee, most evil Matthew's girlfriend, um, she is super excited that the moon blew up and she walks up to Danielle and just kicks her right in the lady parts. Okay. And then shoots Domosaurus in the leg with a uh, Jurassic Park esque dart and he just passes out. So she. I think. Cunt punt somebody in the taco and then uh-huh. shoot somebody with a trank dart. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got right. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Cool. 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 And um, Dreskel from the Illuminati 
has Chippendale with him, but Chippendale are actually strippers. In like, do you remember in Men in Black where the guy's head opens and there's like a thing? Yeah, Chip yeah. and Dale are actually Dreskel. They're inside of his body he was what? a robot the whole time. What? They've been operating him like he's a... Uh... Like he's puppeted by Frank Oz. <laughs> yes, he is. Dreskel is Chippendale. And so he says, wow. I've teamed up with yeah. most evil Matthew, who's so good at just being so shitty. <laughs> Check the Facebook group about that. And then... <laughs> I've joined forces with him. And then he... Chippendale just punches the shit out of Aaron, uh, who's just like a little gray alien from like South Park. Right. And that's what the moon people look like. And um, Karun just starts crying, and Dreskel just rubs his robot nipples on his face as he's crying. His that's going to change. Wow. That's going to, he's going to get scratched or something. You, you just hear like a ting, 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 because <laughs> they're metal nipples, right? Yeah. And uh, Wes, the ghost of the future, speaks up from Scott's shoulder and he's like, this is exactly what we were talking about. And Scott's like, I hate this. This feels weird. I don't like it. I hate my plot of this whole thing. And then uh, <laughs> Kate throws the flying saucer at Dave and Isaac and it crushes them both. And then she's trying to wow, stop people. Okay. But then like, Chunks of moon are falling through the sky, and like the world's not doing great again. That's it. Wow. Okay. So the moon is coming down to Earth in chunks, and everyone, it sounds like everyone's sort of dying right now or about to die until he reboots this universe again next week. Yeah, sure. Well, let's find out what happens next week, next week on another episode of uh, the, the Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. Not Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ooky spooky. Have a great week. Bye. Saw winners. <laughs> <laughs>